Apple shares, as Charlie mentioned, up 3% in the after hours, out with their latest quarterly release, and investors seem pretty pleased. Let's talk about it. Break it down. John Butler, Senior Telecom Services and Equipment Analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence in the house, Bloomberg 1130 Studio in New York City, along with Angelo Zeno, Equity and Industry Research Analyst at CFRA Research on the phone in New York. But I'm going to kick it over to you, John. This was a good quarter. This was a very solid quarter, but what I really liked was the guidance on next quarter. It's not for, what you did for me last quarter. Right. It's what you're going to do for me. Well, keep in mind the holiday quarter is the strongest for Apple and the strongest for any smartphone vendor because a lot of people give um, give gifts over the holidays in the form of smartphones and iPads and so forth. So it's the big one for Apple. And it's also very telling in terms of how they think the new iPhone X is going to sell through. So it looks really good. The guidance was 84 to 87 billion, and the street going into this was at, uh, I think it was 84 and a half billion. 84.5, you got right. it. Right. So they're really guiding a little bit above that number, and that puts to bed any concerns about supply constraints for the iPhone X and. Um, sell through with that high-priced device. Our so team here at Bloomberg looks like they're talking to Apple CEO Tim Cook. Uh, he's saying this uh, in a telephone interview, and he says the iPhone 10 order wait times falling this week. He says the iPhone 10 production ramp-up, quote, going well. Good news. That's good All news. All good news, because, again, it puts those concerns to right. bed. Angelo right. Zeno, come on in on this. You follow uh, yep. Apple. Uh, what's your take on the quarter? Yeah, I mean, I, I think you got to love every every piece of this quarter. Um, Feel the at, love, uh, Apple. Feel the love. Yeah, I mean, you, uh, most importantly is probably that, that guidance for the December quarter. I mean, mm -hmm. of course, the December quarter makes up about a third of their profits and um, revenue for the year, year. So the fact that they were able to actually, you know, guide above what most were looking at when most people actually came in anticipating somewhat of a miss. Um, because of supply constraints is great news. And, but I think, you know, the other two pieces to take away is, you know, one, that services business accelerating to, to 34% in a quarter where, you know, we were looking for about 18 to 20%, um, just an enormous quarter out of services. Um, and then, of course, um, you know, you look at China finally growing um, in that September quarter after six consecutive year-over-year -year, uh, quarterly declines. So, um, you know, we, we think those are the, really the key takeaways. Yeah, that's important because China, uh, you know, we've China and Chinese consumers having a lot of options, a lot less expensive options, if you will. So it's interesting to see the Apple news. John, I want to go back to something Angelo said, and that was services, because you walked in and you said, talk to me about the services uh, business at Apple. <laughs> when we talk about Apple services, what are we talking about? Well, we're talking about the App Store, which is about a third of services sales, roughly iCloud, Apple Care, Apple Music, Apple Pay. And growing, by the way. They continue to add new services over time. They're pushing a, a lot on into healthcare and so forth. And it's very profitable. You know, unlike the hardware business where on a relative basis margins are thin or thinner, services are very profitable if you do them right. And so to me, it sort of represents Apple's future growth. You know, mm -hmm. they have this large installed base. It continues to grow, not at the pace that it used to, but it's it's big. It's estimated at 750 million iPhones worldwide. And so what you want to do if you're Apple right. is tap that base for recurring revenue, subscription revenue, if you can. 
And that's what services is all about. Right. It's interesting, too. Um, I'm looking at services, about $24.3 billion in revenues for 2016. iPhone is still the big right. the big kahuna, if you will, $136.7 billion. But you're right. If they can leverage their existing base of 750 million iPhone users around the world, get them to do other things, that's a big deal. It's a big number. They hope to double it within less than four years, and I think they can do it. So, Angela, what's the, what's the question you want to ask Tim Cook at this point? Yeah, I mean, uh, if I, you know, going into the besides quarter, I mean, besides so, saying, hey, high five, Mr. Cook. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, you know, I'd say kind of the biggest question mark right now is how big are the, those supply constraints right now, really, mm-hmm. for the iPhone 10? Um, you know, how how long are we are we looking at kind of um, before the, the two kind of come in line, that being demand and supply? You know, are we going to be able to kind of get that normalized by the, the March quarter, um, if not, you know, when. But, um, you know, I think that remains kind of the biggest question mark going into the quarter. I do wonder about the supply chain, right? We've had um, stories come out about Apple saying, you know, we don't need Qualcomm parts. We're figuring out things without it. Qualcomm filed a new suit against Apple in San Diego um, yesterday. John, um, that battle, that legal battle, those frenemies in the tech community, you know, tech world, um, got to work together. They also fight together. Um, do we have to worry about that going forward in terms of what that might be, you know, for Apple going forward? You know, we we actually have a semiconductor analyst who covers Qualcomm who's really covering that fight, so to speak. You know, the But it's not something you really focus on when it looks for implications for Apple? Um, Sounds like no. <laughs> the answer is no. I'm focused more on the top line. I, I think that... It's it's un, it's too bad it's going on, honestly, because Qualcomm is a major supplier. There is risk there as things get ugly. Apple's claiming they want to transition to media tech over time. We'll see. Right. But at the end of the day, Qualcomm has to make their numbers, too. So I'm not as concerned as you might think when you look on the surface of it all. Our Mark Gurman of Bloomberg puts out a story. Reports of the iPad's death have been greatly exaggerated. He said Apple sold 10.3 million iPads in the fourth quarter of 2017 compared to 9.3 million units, uh, 9.3 million units in the year-ago quarter. This represents an 11% year-over-year increase in units. Revenues also up 14% year-over-year, suggesting that more people are buying the more expensive iPad Pro models. Uh, Angela, when we talk about Apple, we're always like iPhone, 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 but they make a lot of money elsewhere too. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, when you look at that that iPad business and the, of course, the Mac business, um, there's still two very good businesses. Um, you know, t- personally, you know, we're a lot more optimistic on the Mac side of things, um, which also came in, you know, above our expectations for that September quarter. We think it's a more sustainable sustainable business over time, whereas. Um, you know, on the iPad side of things, we did see a little bit of a refresh kind of going into the quarter. Right. That being said, you know, I don't know if it's sustainable. Our our, our vision here on, on the iPad side of things is we think the trajectory remains kind of downward mm-hmm. over the long term. But, you know, it, it, it'll be manageable. All right. Got it. Gentlemen, I got to run. Uh, Angela Zeno, thank you so much. Equity and industry research analyst at CFRA Research in New York City. John Butler, thank you. Senior telecom services and equipment analyst at Bloomberg Intelligence in our New York York studio.